Well, hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Off the Bench podcast. You guys are in for a treat today because my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood is joining me on the show. We're going to answer listener questions. We got some really great ones that have come in. And then when this when this episode's over, he's going to come back for happy hour. We're going to answer the question of an anonymous listener who asked about Mark's thoughts on breast implants and whether or not it was safe. She said she's really struggling. She's a mother of several children. She's been a breastfeeding mom and her self-confidence is at an all-time low. So we're going to talk about that. She said, Dr. Mark, could you help a girl out with advice and words of encouragement on how to embrace the way my body looks now? This is a great conversation. If you would like to subscribe to the Heidi St. John podcast, you can do that by hopping on over to Spotify and clicking on that subscribe button. This is going to be a great episode, you guys. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Off the Bench podcast. It's always such a joy to know that there are so many of you listening. We just passed 23 million downloads over at the show. So really excited about that and just to see the show growing and the interest in it. So, and I know that a big part of that is the guests that we have on and the top guests that I have on over and over and over again, as you guys well know, my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Dr. Mark, hey, good to see you. Happy January. Happy January, happy 2024, and congratulations on 23 million people who got the opportunity to be encouraged by the one and only Heidi St. John. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's been, I was uh, talking to Jay about this the other night. I think we're coming up on 2,000 episodes. Like, uh, we've been doing this for a long, long time, mm. and uh, it's it's just it's fun to see it grow. And you've become a huge part of that. I was going to bring my hydrogen water bottle in here today and toast <laughs> you. And darn if I didn't forget it. Do you have yours? Shoot fire! Okay, Come I'm on. gonna next time because I, well, I put it next to my bed, and then and I just the first thing I do in the morning is drink that water when I get up when I go to bed. I love it. I've been enjoying I that hydrogen bottle. Hydrogen toast next yes. week. Next week. Do a hydrogen toast on happy hour. How about that? Yes. Yes. Speak it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We have some great questions today. You and I were just looking at them. So let's uh, plow ahead here because there's uh, there's a lot of great ones. Emily, we're going to start with Emily. And she says, hi, Heidi, listen to your show all the time and would love to ask a question to Dr. Mark. One of my goals for this year is to get off Zoloft. I am on a very low dose since having my third daughter and it helps me to sleep. I'm wondering if Dr. Mark has any recommendations about weaning off of SSRIs and what supplements he would recommend for anxiety and sleep to ease the transition. Thank you for all you do to advocate for families. Oh, Emily, thank you for that. So uh, Dr. Mark, you and I have talked about SSRIs before. What what's your uh, What's your gut? Well, first of all, I want to congratulate Emily with the courage to actually question, you know, can I do that? I think that's amazing. And Emily, you can. So here's the thing. We we are very successful with taking our time. Word of caution, don't quit cold turkey. Don't do that. Um, Second principle I want you to catch is you were never born with an SSRI deficiency. So remember that as well, okay? Um, Now, when you begin to wean off, you have to have a schedule and you have to have a plan and the schedule and plan cannot be made hastily. You need to be working with a practitioner in that, and I think you need to consider using things that actually promote the the proper ability to calm things. So the opposite, if you will, of serotonin, because that's kind of an excitatory neurotransmitter, is something called GABA. 
So what I would think about is adding GABA, G-A-B-A, which stands for gamma aminobutyric acid. That's what we call it, GABA for short, because of all these chemical phrases. And so we want to start taking GABA between two and maybe 400 milligrams per day and sort of get that in your system and then work with your Zoloft and probably like one day a week, one week, you might go half one day after you've used GABA for like a, a whole month or something like that. And then as you do that, the next week, if that all works out, you might go half one day. And then eventually over the course of time, you might be doing half two days a week. And it's got to be that gradual. And then eventually you'll build your confidence. Your neurotransmitter pathways will begin to work again. And you will get yourself, Emily, free from that uh, drug Zoloft. I really love that you encouraged her to go off of it slowly. And I have said this before on the show, and you know, uh, I spent many, many, many years, decades even on SSRIs, just trying to deal with, mostly trying to deal with anxiety. And I made the horrific mistake of getting off those things cold turkey. It's not good for you. Your body, uh, your body has become really dependent on that drug at this point. And so I love that you've said just wean off it. Also, I love that you said she can do it. And Emily, I just want to encourage you. I have been off of those medicines now for going on six years and uh, you can do it. You don't, you can do it. I think the the medical community has done uh, so many, especially women, just a terrible Mm -hmm. disservice by saying, this is the answer to your anxiety uh, issue, your depression issue. And this is what you're going to be on for the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be that way. And, uh, and if, if Heidi St. John can do it, anyone can do it. And I love Mark that you just, you started off that way. Doesn't, this does not have to be your life. So Emily, that was a phenomenal question. We have a VIP -er, Christina. So VIPers on the show are those that uh, subscribe to the Heidi St. John podcast. And we really appreciate our VIPers like to put those questions at the top of the list. She's got a question for you. She says, you guys often talk about how healthy eating and supplements are so important. I completely agree. I'm trying to incorporate them as much as I can. We're a one income homeschool family. As much as I love to have the money to buy all the supplements, candy and protein shakes from your website, this is not something I can afford. It's hard enough buying healthy groceries. Boy, they make it hard. I feel like they just, it's ridiculous. Do you have any suggestions on how to do all the things you recommend and cook healthy food on a limited budget? Yeah. So here's the thing, Christina. Um, I, I want you to go back and as a sort of a contextual, maybe even a pretext to even my answer, go back and look at Matthew 6.33 and just realize that God's going to provide. So I don't know how he does it all the time. So he's going to provide enough income to write the right food that you need to support your family and stuff. So just know that. So I want you to use that as your anchor scripture, if you will, for a while. Now, when you start trying to eat healthy, it's kind of a a myth out there. And and I'm going to be very delicate about this, that we get sold this line that things become so expensive, we can't eat healthy. And and truly, there is some um, facts of that. If you buy organic and all that, you can spend a whole lot of money in a short amount of time on a little small amount of groceries and you got a family and one income. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. You got to really go back and go, okay, where can I start? Basics. I would start trying to eat healthy with one meal a day. And I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but start trying to eat healthy with one meal a day and maybe make it a, you know, we'll just use an example, a shake. Let's say I can't afford, um, you know, a whole meal. Use a shake. I mean, I'll just use Kingdom Fuel as an example. That as a shake, as a whole meal is 
$5 or less per meal. So you can look at that from an economical standpoint. And if you use that appropriately, you could say, okay, this might be giving me a way to save some money. And then from a vitamin standpoint, basics is all you need. I would look, uh, Christine, at maybe a, a little vitamin D and maybe omega-3s. And frankly, I would stop right there. And I would just do those basic things. And then when you go to the grocery store, it might take you more trips than you're used to. But stay on the outer edge. Fight the urge to sort of gravitate toward those end caps that have the big sale on there of near expired processed foods. Right. Don't go there. So if you can just stay on the outside edge and work in healthy meals one time a day and kind of work you into this, you'll find out that over the course of time, improving nutrient density as opposed to calories will create better satiety or better fullness. And you'll probably have a family that eats much less and takes and is more full. So it, it's really going to help you, but it's a journey. So uh, we're with you and uh, appreciate your question and sort of reach out to us anytime we can help you with that because we'd be glad to. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. And it's, I, I agree. One step at a time. Also, Christina, as a mother of seven who raised, I raised all of those babies on single income. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, uh, the crock pot is your friend. So yeah, like a lot right. of it is just start, you know, look at, there are wonderful websites and I did this for years. And in fact, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com. I've got some, I have a wonderful chicken soup recipe on there that puts uh, nutritional yeast into the soup and it gives it an extra punch of vitamin B and also it's just delicious. So there are lots of different, in fact, I'll link to it in the show notes today. It's making my mouth water. It's a really good recipe. I'm not going to lie. And so I think there are lots of ways to do it, but I agree with her. I mean, if you go to, you know, Costco or whatever, and you just try to buy everything organic, Mm -hmm. it's, it is very expensive. The organic cereals. Well, I'm just like, Hey, how about we just quit with the cereals? We We don't need to do it. They're so full of sugar. Jay and I actually were looking for granola because you know my husband's addicted to granola he loves him some granola i'm gonna start making it mark because i went to the store and i started reading the ingredients in granola sugar 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 yeah and if if you get the ones that don't have sugar it's like eight bucks for a little tiny bag it's ridiculous now it's going to be a little bit but probably three months we're going to have cereal out it's going to be called kingdom crunch and it's going to be butter chocolate like little cocoa puffs kind of flavor yeah yeah the iberry and i sampled them uh this weekend and they are outstanding ready for production get out of town all right okay i'm be, i'll be looking i'll be looking for that you know i love that you will all right this is good uh misty in center hill says dr mark what is your stance on nad plus iv therapy i currently do vitamin uh I do vitamin once a month she says they offer the NAD plus. What do you say? By the way, I follow your wife on y'all's podcast and I love it. Thank you for the great information you share. Well, Misty, I follow my wife too. And, and I follow <laughs> her too because she's, she's amazingly beautiful. I call her my spare rib or my, my prime rib. Your prime rib. 
my primer. Yeah. There you go. So, no, Misty, you bring up a very good point because a lot of people are really going to these IV um, therapies. So you're probably doing what's called a Myers cocktail, which is the typical starting point for IV therapy. NAD, for the listeners, stands for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. Um, hence, you can see why we say NAD for short. <laughs> Basically, NAD is necessary for life. It helps our body recycle the ability to fight oxidation or free radical damage. Free radical damage can cause our cells to really generate the aging process. So think about NAD as being an age process mitigator, or maybe said another way, a biological age manager. That's pretty good. Um, you can do it IV, Misty, I recommend that, um, but you don't have to. You can also do it intramuscular. So the intramuscular dosage is typically one cc intramuscular, which is right in the buttocks once a week, or you could even do it subcutaneous. That's how I do it. That's how a lot of our people do it. And the subcutaneous is about point. 0.25 to 0.3 cc three to four times a week. When you do this, you're going to have extra energy, extra brain fuel, and probably a better ability to recover from general aspects of life. All right. So you're a fan. Also, and the thing that, that helps uh, to fight free radicals, we talked about this last time you heard, is hydrogen water. Yeah? Yep. So I've got my little bottle here, and we said just now, and everybody heard us, we're going to do a toast yeah. Happy hour next time using hydrogen water. Hydrogen is one of the things that also goes hand in hand with NAD. It's the only thing we have that crosses all barriers because of the molecular size, and it can literally chop excess free radicals in half, turning them back into water. How cool is that? That is kind of amazing. I love it. All right. Anonymous in Arkansas. Dear Heidi and Dr. Mark, I have been overweight for a long time, about 25 years now. I've tried a ton of things. I've spent a lot of money. Nothing's working. What should I do? Well, first of all, realize that you, you tried a lot of stuff. Um, I want to encourage you with this. Having excess weight is an issue, yes, but there is a way to get that off. And I think you spent a lot of money, you probably tried everything there is to try and probably very frustrated. This is what I would do, simply put. I would go back to the blueprint and script that God made, and I would say to self, if it's not in the original package God's made it, I'm not going to eat it. In other words, stay away from processed foods, box foods, don't chase calories. Just go back to the basics and try to do this. Eat above ground, non-root vegetables and good, clean protein. If you'll do those two things, above ground, non-root vegetables and good, clean protein, it's going to take some adjustment but you'll convert your system into a fat utilizing or fat burning system and you'll see excess weight begin to come off and you're you're going to have results i want you to be encouraged i don't want you to look at your life as as like a a pile of failures no step forward today and just try that little simple tip it costs nothing to do that no fees needed i just gave you a tip on how to get that excess um, weight off your frame how important is it that we, you know, we're moving because the next I'm going to move into another question. This is the time of year. Everybody's sort of, you know, reevaluating the way that they are living their everyday life. But I saw a mom the other day who said that just walking every day, she just opens up YouTube and she has a, a I don't know, a channel or something that she follows. And it's just a walking, you know, indoor walking. And that few minutes that she spends every day, that 15 minutes is all it takes. She said it just changed her life. 
Yeah, the best form of exercise is walking. I use this back biblical reference, and it's pretty funny. I say Jesus went for a walk when he got tired of dealing with people because he sent the disciples on the way, and he said, I'm yeah. walking up the mountain and spending time with my dad. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's really interesting, but um, walking is the best form of exercise, and I absolutely concur. The more you move, the more you live. The less you yeah. move, the closer you are to rigor mortis. And so yeah. you keep on walking. And if you're not walking daily, you're not living. And I mm. think starting off about 10 minutes a day, which is 70 minutes a week, set yourself a week goal of walking. Try to get up to a minimum of 150 per week, and you're often running, so to speak, after that. I love that. And you're you're saying, you know, start small. I think that's where we get in, we get into so much trouble because, you know, especially at the beginning of the year, everybody's but that's these huge goals up there. And then you fail or you don't you know, you you don't do the thing you thought you're going to do. And so then you quit altogether. And we don't want you guys to quit. We want you to start small. Right. The best exercise is the one that you're doing. Yeah. And set your goals and failure proof them. Set them so low that you can't fail and strain together some successes. And the more you string together, get your confidence back. People do set their goals too steep. If you're not doing anything, mm-hmm. don't set it like I'm going to do something every day. Don't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. just do baby steps will get you down the road of running eventually. I love that. Uh, anonymous listener in Florida said, Heidi and Dr. Mark, thank you for all that you do. I've been a faithful listener for years. Here's my question. How does one go about, quote, putting down the bottle? I have been drinking wine heavily for over four years and I want to stop. Do you have any recommendations on how to go about doing that? It sounds stupid, but I'm afraid of feeling the anxiousness that comes when I don't drink. Well, first of all, um, you've exhibited the first sign of getting free right there by admitting that there's a problem. And I don't want to shame you for picking up the bottle and drinking wine in the first place because a lot of people say, that's a sin. Stop that. Don't live in shame. And I don't want you to live in fear because I'm a big believer that when you seek truth, the truth is what sets you free, even from from addictions. Because I've seen it before. So you really want to start with getting some accountability. If you're if you're married out there, I suggest getting your spouse as that person and getting that out of your life. And when you look at alcohol, you can have some withdrawal symptoms. You really can. So you want to think about getting involved in some kind of uh, program, maybe with a church out there, because there's a lot of them out there that are really pretty good. But caution, don't trade one addiction for the other. I see Mm -hmm. that a lot. In other words, work your way through this one and you're going to need some support. So I would think uh, maybe a spousal support or a friend and then probably try to find a practitioner that can help you walk through that process and work with you through that process and really walk with you through that process until you get ultimate victory. You can do this. You can, and you just started it right now by giving us the opportunity to to answer that question. And when do you start? Today, right now. That's the best time. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
uh, you and I were talking about this question a little bit before the show, because I think, you know, the church has really normalized drinking now. It doesn't have the stigma that it used to have. People that listen to my show know that, and I've talked about this before, I don't think drinking is a sin. The Bible does not say that alcohol is a sin. The Bible says drunkenness is the the sin. That's what we don't want. But there are a lot of people who drink and they can't stop drinking. You have one glass and you have to have three glasses. It's just not enough. And if you if you do the research on alcohol, and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, it's basically poison. I mean, you what you're doing to your body, it's not good for you. The the wine, unless you're buying organic wine, the wine has uh, pesticides in it because the pesticides are on the grapes and it's nitrous. So anyway, I'm just curious because I know that there are a lot of people listening to this. And they maybe don't, they haven't looked in themselves in the mirror and thought, I have a drinking problem. But maybe they've thought, I would like to drink less. I think there's probably a lot of people listening going, yeah, I probably would like to drink less. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about the effects of alcohol on the body. Well, I think you nailed one effect there. It is a toxin. Right, it's not natural to the body, so it has to activate your detox system. Your and it has to sort of work to get that process of the toxin eliminated from your body. Keep in mind that everybody processes the detoxification of alcohol differently. Some people don't. Some people do. In other words, some people can have one glass of wine or whatever, and it it sort of is metabolized very rapidly out of the system. Well, the next person can have one glass of wine and it's sort of hanging around longer. They're a slow metabolizer, giving them a potential more neurotoxicity effect, right? So there's that. And and then secondly, behind that, alcohol has sugar alcohol. So it's empty calories. One gram of sugar alcohol equates to seven calories. That's more than one gram of sugar, which mm-hmm. is four calories. So you're getting this high caloric low nutrient density load. And most people do that at night. What does that do? It might cause you to go to sleep rapidly, but then your body's eventually going to plummet that glucose and it's going to wake up glycemic moment, middle of the night, it's going to disturb your sleep. So you just set yourself up for belly fat gain, which creates more inflammation and get this, fat is where the toxins, if not eliminated, are stored. So you've just came full circle with that. You know, alcohol can create too much fat. It can create more toxic effect. And I believe it can create more risk of cancers and even heart disease over the course of time. Yeah. And I think there are more and more people that are talking about this in the evangelical space, which didn't used to be the case. So again, the goal is not to shame anyone. The goal is to say, hey, let's let's we want to take care of the temple that God has given us. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking you even might a little bit be having a problem, get a handle on it now yeah. and uh, ask the Lord to just help you to fill that need of whatever it is that you think. I need this glass of wine or I need this, you know, gin and tonic or whatever it is every night and ask the Lord to help you because he will. I'm, I'm a huge yes. believer in the power of prayer and just at, mm-hmm. taking these requests before the Lord. Just like you and I do, Mark, every time we, we sit down to record, we always ask the Lord, help us, you know, help us because we need his help. And he's interested uh, in you, Anonymous in Florida, and he wants to help you. I so appreciate the vulnerability of that question. Yes. And yeah. I know that she's not alone. I know there are a lot of people listening to this who are uh, really encouraged that uh, that it was asked in the first place. I've got one more question, then we're going to hop on over to happy hour uh, this question came in from Melissa. She said, we've never used iodized salt in our home due to other ingredient allergies. Is, uh, I don't even know how you say this, Lugol's iodine a good long-term option when we prefer Himalayan and 
Celtic salts. We have iodine deficiencies now in two of us and need to supplement. I thought others might have be in the same boat as the healthy salt trend is increasing. Boy, that's really true. The it healthy is. salt thing, man, it's a deal right now. It is. We used to be the anti-salt bunch yeah. because we always thought that was going to be pro-hypertension, right? And so, right. Melissa, this is a really good question. Lugol's solution is the ideal combination of both potassium iodide and iodine. Now, this is important for everyone listening out here. Lugol's solution, a full dose, has 7.5 grams of potassium iodide and 5 um, milligrams of iodine, totaling cumulative 12.5 milligrams. So when you start looking at iodine and you start looking at maybe an MD or conventional doctor, they're going to say, well, that's way too much. But you need to know this, that the majority of the population now is indeed iodine deficient. We used to test that here in our clinic at the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, but we don't anymore because we never found anybody that was iodine sufficient. So we just... <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that they were deficient. So we take a little bitty, a small capsule that I can actually bust, you know, in half if I need to, but a small capsule is the same dose you're talking about, Melissa. What I use is called iodazyme. It's got a funny spelling to it, but I like it. I take it every day. Iodine has a very important effect towards making or manufacturing of the thyroid. So those of you out there that may have thyroid issues, it is a consideration. Work with your practitioner on that because you might freak them out a little bit. It also has a protective effect, ladies, on breast cancer. Take your iodine, more of the story. And man, it can have a positive protective effect on prostate cancer as well. That is crazy. Uh, I love that. That's a great question. She was saying that the amount of stuff that's affected by iodine is crazy. Yes. Yeah. And one thing that, you know, I wanted to point out there is because now people are going pro-salt. They're going in the Himalayan or the Celtic, which is, those are great ones out there. And I prefer Celtic over sea salt just slightly because it's got a little more uh, density of nutrients. But that doesn't have enough of the um, the minerals in there either. So we still got to think about how to boost this up a little bit by even some mineral supplements sometimes and certainly the iodine. Well, when she said, uh, Lugol's, do you have a, a dosage recommendation for that? Yeah. Um, on the bottle, it's going to give you the amount in the dropper that's going to be one serving, and it should total 12.5 milligrams. That's your dose. 12.5 milligrams. All right, Melissa, you heard it here first, 12.5 milligrams. I've got one other question for you really quickly, and then we're going to talk in happy hour about uh, breast implants and breastfeeding mm -hmm. and explants and all those things. Uh, but talk just for just a second about infrared saunas. So uh, several years ago, my husband got me an infrared sauna because I've had uh, inflammation in my joints, just joint issues for a long, long time. And it was in a different room in the house and I never went, I never really used it because, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So over the snow break, he moved it into the master bedroom so that I would use it more. And I am, I'm super excited about this. I want to know what you think about infrared heat, infrared saunas. I know a lot of people using like infrared heating mats that they sit on or wrap their arms in or whatever. Tell us a little bit about the benefits of infrared heat. Well, if you have a good infrared sauna, probably 20 minutes, um, two or three times a week is probably sufficient. What happens with that is, is you actually get the benefit of 
getting some of the toxins out of your body without having to sweat profusely. So I think that's a good thing. Look at it as a detoxification age. Look at it also as this underlying age to produce the diminishment of free radicals. Back to our discussion before, we can actually have an anti-aging process with this sauna use, infrared. They are great. They're really kind of coming back in vogue now. They used to be kind of popular 20, 25 years ago, and then they kind of went away. But out there in that biohacker space, everybody uses infrared. There's people that have infrared lights on their bed now. Yeah, I saw one the other day. Uh, Matt, you can sleep on it. Yeah. Matt, you can sleep on it. Those have benefits as well. So, you know, think about any time you can move toxins out of your body and any time you can diminish the free radical load. Both of those are positive endeavors. Yeah, I I love it. I love our infrared sauna and they're not that expensive anymore. And I I want people to people like, wait, you got a sauna that's expensive. They're really not. You can get them from Costco. You can find them. You can find them, you know, people get them and they don't use them just like treadmills and things like that. You can find them on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, but I I love mine. It's become my prayer closet. So I go in there in the mornings and turn on the worship music and I spend a little time with the Lord in my sauna and I just, I super love it. Well, we're out of time for today. Dr. Mark's going to come back for a happy hour and we're going to answer some more questions. We've been getting really, really great questions here at the Off the Bench podcast. And this one's coming in from an anonymous listener. She's asking about breast implants and breast implant illness. She says she struggles with self-esteem after breastfeeding and pumping for over four years. Now things look very sad and small. And she's at a fear about surgery and possible complications. So we're going to talk. She wants to look and feel a little more feminine. And she's struggling with this. I know she's not alone. So uh, Dr. Mark's going to come back in happy hour. We're going to talk about that. And I'm super excited. Uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood, thank you for being on the show with me. You are a national treasure. You are a hope dealer. And I love that you're taking time with my audience. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for always having me. You guys, listen, we've got an awesome opportunity for you coming up really soon. Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage is being hosted right here and uh, at Firmly Planted, February 16th and 17th. It's a couples comedy weekend. You guys, don't wait until your marriage needs an overhaul. Give it an adjustment. Uh, One of the things I love that Phil says is you want to treat your marriage like a car, right? Treat it like a truck. If you, you know, if you, if it needs a little tune up, give it a little tune up. Don't wait till you're running out of gas and stuck on the side of the road. This is a great opportunity for you to come out. Uh, Ladies, invite your husbands. I'm telling you, he's going to love it. We've got a wonderful hotel right next door to the Homeschool Resource Center, brand new Hampton Inn and Suites with a saltwater pool. Come make it a romantic weekend getaway for two. And we've got a special link for a special rate. So coming out for that February 16th and 17th. Also the first week in March, my women's conference shine a faith that speaks conference is being held right here at firmly planet and registration for that is open right now. You can find that stuff at Heidi St. John.com. You guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you so much. Please, 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 please leave reviews for the show over at iTunes. Uh, it really helps us. Also, you're going to get a kick out of it. Just go in there for fun and read some of the reviews. I think you guys will laugh it and you'll love it as much as I do. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.